0: Joined today by Dr. Kate Putgen with Intermountain Healthcare, a pediatric dermatologist with them. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. We're talking today about uh, birthmarks and what parents should know when it comes to uh, seeing birthmarks on their babies. We know a lot of babies actually develop birthmarks within the first few weeks of life. Um, a lot of them, of course, are harmless, and uh, some even disappear with age, but some will need uh, special treatment, especially to prevent, you know, maybe any possible issues as your child continues to grow. So you're going to talk through all of this with uh, with us, the things uh, that we should know, what we should look for, uh, and all of that. So, um, you know, let's start off. You do say that a lot of them, a lot of babies do develop birthmarks,
1: um, you know, a few weeks after, after they're born. That's true. So... Some of the most common birthmarks that we see in babies are called infantile hemangiomas. And those are seen, they have an incidence of about 4 to 5%. And by the first birthday, up to 10% of Caucasian infants will have an infantile hemangioma. But exactly as you're saying, they usually start and are noted either immediately after birth, but most typically present within the first two weeks of life. And is it anything we should be concerned with? So the answer is yes, sometimes. The vast majority of infantile hemangiomas, thankfully, are not harmful or dangerous to the baby. Um, But it's important to recognize a small subset of hemangiomas that need some medical treatment um, or some additional treatments to make sure that the baby stays safe and healthy as they grow and develop but most of them can be managed with watchful waiting and, um, and guide.
0: So doctor, when we talk about birthmarks and hemangiomas, what should we be looking for? What do they look like? And because you can see a freckle, you can see a little spot, like what should we be looking for when it comes to these?
1: So, so different birthmarks on baby skin really can be any color in the rainbow, honestly, that you can imagine. But when we're talking about infantile hemangiomas the vast majority of those have a superficial component that is red or pink. I like to think of it as a really brilliant sort of fuchsia color in young infants. And then some uh, infants with hemangiomas will have, in addition to that superficial component, a deeper component that really looks more blue under the skin or even just skin colored as a, as a swelling or as a, as a lump in the skin. Um, And most babies have a combination of the two, that red and blue together. Some babies just have the deeper blue, and some babies just have that superficial red color.
0: You know, it's always hard as a new parent, whether it's your first baby, your second, your 17th, whatever that looks like, because you do become so on high alert. And any little mark or difference or something that appears one day that wasn't there before, you always think, Oh my gosh, what is it? You know, is it okay? Is it not okay? What should I be worried about? Do I need to worry about it? Um, and you know, it is comforting for the fact that yes, this is very common, but still something that you definitely need to be aware of. Um, you know, if if we do see a small birthmark starting or, um, you know, a hemangioma, at what point should we become concerned as a parent?
1: So one of the things that is quite important and fascinating about infantile hemangiomas is that they undergo this very well-described process of growth and then stabilization and then they eventually start shrinking and going away. And so. We know that for most babies in the first uh, two months of life, infantile hemangiomas will at least double in size, Um, and that sometimes can be alarming for families, but we do know also that about 80% of the maximum growth occurs in the first three months of life, and in about 80% of babies by five months of age, most hemangiomas have stopped growing. Now there are some subtypes of hemangiomas that are either deeper under the skin or that are large and really cover a wider amount of skin um, kind of in a geographic territory and those can have a longer growth phase but most of the growth occurs very early and so thankfully that coincides with the time in life when parents are going to be taking their babies in to see their pediatrician for well child checkups at the 2 week mark at the 1 month mark at the 2 month mark so those are really the perfect opportunities for parents to be able to ask those questions with their pediatrician is this something that i need to see a specialist for or is this something that you and i can watch together yeah and those well well
0: child checkups are so important um, for you know for a number of different reasons but for that as well you know like i said we're so on high alert we see something we know we're going to be seeing our you know our pediatrician, our doctor, uh, within the next week or a month or whatever that looks like to make sure to stay on top of those is really important. Absolutely.
1: So the, the good news is only about 12% of hemangiomas are complicated enough that they need to go on to see a specialist. Um, But whenever there is a question or a doubt, my rule of thumb that I usually recommend to my pediatric colleagues is that if there's a hemangioma that's over a centimeter in size on the face, that's something that we really should evaluate, especially something that is in the central face. So if it is something that is in or around the eyes, in or around the nose, or involving the lips or the skin around those areas. Those are the babies that I would have a very low threshold to want to see in the office, just to make sure they don't need some additional treatment.
0: And are they more likely to appear on you know, different uh, genders Are boys more likely to get them than girls or vice versa?
1: What does that look like? Yeah, so that's also something that is terrifically interesting. For reasons that we really don't fully understand, infantile hemangiomas are about two and a half to three times more common for us to see in girls than boys, um, though we certainly see them in, in both. They're also much more common for us to see in low birth weight babies, and those babies, of course, are typically premature infants. And so any baby who is born early or at a low birth weight we know that they have a significantly increased risk of developing hemangiomas. And as we have more babies who are graduates of the neonatal intensive care unit, the NICU, um, we are seeing um, overall a a great increase in the number of hemangiomas over the last couple of decades. And what about location-wise? Is there a more
0: common part of the body that we see them on that we should be keeping a more close eye on for things like this?
1: So they really can occur just about anywhere. They're more common on the head and neck. And as I was saying earlier, the area where we really wanna be careful is the central face. That is certainly kind of a danger zone area because those are areas where even a relatively small hemangioma can really cause a functional consequence. So if it is on the eyelid and then is growing and then affecting um, vision and visual development that can cause damage in a very short period of time if it's on the nose it can damage the cartilage there and really cause permanent destruction also on the ear a cartilage location that we need to be careful about and then the lips can certainly affect feeding if an infantile hemangioma is on the lips we want to make sure we monitor those children it can also cause problems in the diaper area um, as you'd imagine. And sometimes hemangiomas can actually ulcerate or break down. So there can be some like an open wound where there can be bleeding. One question that parents often have is whether hemangiomas are hurting their child. And the good news is they really are not painful or bothersome for babies, with the exception of when they ulcerate. So, if the skin is open or if there's an open sore, that can be really exquisitely painful for babies, and and those babies really need some urgent management.
0: And when we talk about management and possible treatment, of uh, you know, of course, depending on the severity, what kind of treatments are there if we are seeing uh, a child, you know, who is experiencing a hemangioma or birthmark that does need to be treated what can be done
1: so we really do have excellent safe and effective treatments for these babies which is so exciting when i started practicing you know 10 15 years ago we really didn't have any very effective treatments we had high dose steroids and some other chemotherapy type medicines that had lots of side effects and really honestly didn't work terrifically well for a lot of children. But now we use a group of medicines that are called beta blockers as our first line treatment. And beta blockers have been around for decades and they're used primarily as a cardiology medication to treat high blood pressure or abnormal heart rhythms. But they were discovered in um, the mid 2000s somewhat serendipitously Um, to treat infantile hemangiomas, and they really are terrifically effective and well tolerated. So we've got some really wonderful options. In superficial hemangiomas, or those that are very thin or not very large, we can use a topical version of that medicine in a drug called Timolol. And that is actually commercially available as an eye drop, but rather than putting it in the eye, we have parents just massage a drop of that medicine onto the surface of the hemangioma, and usually they're doing that twice a day. Um, And that is a great option for thin superficial hemangiomas. For hemangiomas that are larger or a bit more complicated, it really is, um, uh, the first line medicine we use is a drug called propranolol. Um, and that medicine is usually given twice a day, sometimes in very little infants, young infants will give it three times a day. And most babies who need to start propranolol will need to be on that medicine for a minimum of six months, but usually until close to their first birthday or a little bit beyond, depending on their, on their individual birth.
0: And so, you know, seeing anything on your baby's skin can be alarming. Uh, what do you want you know, parents to know, or you know, future parents to know, expectant parents to know, when it comes to birthmarks and hemangioma? What, you know, what would you want them to know, not necessarily just to look out for, but just to kind of give them that, um, you know, the information, the knowledge, and then also the peace of mind?
1: So I think the, the primary thing to know is that most birthmarks do very well. And even for more complicated birthmarks, we really have safe and excellent treatments that are effective at helping your baby stay healthy um, and helping their birthmark to have the best outcome possible. Um, and that if you have any questions at any point along the way, that is exactly what your pediatrician and specialists like me are, are here to
0: help with. Doctor, thank you so much for walking us through all this. and. Uh, giving us the information that we need to know when it comes to what to look for uh, with our with our babies and birthmarks and uh, hemangiomas. We really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This
0: was great fun. I'm glad you think so. All right, that concludes our episode for this Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.